Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Um, and the, should we just do feminism fails and? I I didn't even write down any feminism fails except for horrible. I hated the women tell all so much. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray, and I'm Claire Fallon. Guys, we're all just so blessed to be here. Let's just really spend this time building each other up. Unless by each other, you mean the Women Tell All episode, which was hot garbage. Hey, hey, Claire, we're we're being nice here. Okay, sorry. Let's try this again. We're going to have a very supportive and emotionally nurturing conversation today about the truly strong and wonderful and empowered episodes we watched last night. Part two of Fantasy Suites and The Women Tell All. And luckily, we have one of our most emotionally nurturing and supportive and favorite Bachelor Nation guests, Charlene Joint, here with us today. Charlene, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me back. Um, So we have three hours (laughs) of Bachelor television to get through. I I really think I I blacked out for uh, most of Women Tell All. I have a question. If yes. you did not have to talk about it, recap it, do a podcast about it, would you have made it through the three hours? 100% no. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that on purpose to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my written recap says the same thing. I'm like, like, take me back to a time when I didn't recap this show. And I could Are turn you happy it off? about three hours? No. I'm not happy about you know, three hours, and especially the three hours we got last night yeah. where it was just like, physically painful to watch mm. 75% honestly, of it. I used to enjoy three-hour weeks when I wasn't doing it for work because okay. it was like maybe I'd tweet a couple times, I'd be chilling on the couch with my takeout, and now it's like feverish note-taking and <laughs> tweeting. and like, pausing. One, one thing on my notes literally says, that was the worst thing I've ever watched. And oh, like, <laughs> what, what even were you and referring to? And you're talking about to? women tell Yeah, women tell yeah. Oh, God. Well, we're, we're going to have to get okay. to that. But let's start with part two of the fantasy dates. Um, we start with Raven's Morning After, which is a really awkward place to start <laughs> a week. I was totally out of the flow of Raven's date at that point. But they, yeah. as they had to remind us, um, she had never had an orgasm. But it was Nick difficult is very, to forget. Nick because, is very good at what he does. And because that's America's business. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Raven is very good at um, getting people on her side by sharing a lot of her intimate personal detail. <laughs> like, she's the kind of person that you would meet and be like, oh, we're best friends because she just started telling me point. all about her past. Also, um, it would have been very sweet. To see her in like all bundled in a blanket and stuff, like had had it not been a weirdly truncated, yeah. I think we kind of missed the sweetness of the morning after shot where it was just like, oh, and and here we are now she's dancing, dancing around. around because presumably <laughs> yeah. she had her very first orgasm. That was like a movie montage of the morning after from like a spoof rom com, <laughs> like it was from like they came together or something <laughs> that moment. And it just went on and on. They were like, no morning after with Raven, except for the extended sequence where she runs through the it snow. It kind of, honestly, that that's, yeah, the, the running around <laughs> sequence kind of bothered me a bit because I felt like, okay, I understand you got close with your producer and maybe you, like, ended up talking about your sexual history, whatever. And then, you know, obviously that was exploited. But then it, she was, like, very game to do all that other stuff. 
You yeah. know what I mean? It just was a little like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, like in case anyone isn't clear, <laughs> or how much pleasure was given to me last night in a sexual way. Yeah. Here's some shots of me doing snow angels by myself in the middle of a Finnish town. That- Lapland? Yes, yes, in Lapland, but it doesn't appear to be populated. <laughs> but it is a town. There's some sort of rainbow structure. Yeah, they were, they were making around. use of the setting. Yeah, I mean, again, Finland looks very pretty. I, it did make me kind of want to take yeah. a vacation. It's there. working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is the most effective Finish tourism. Air. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Um, she, she says that she's very satisfied. And that's kind of the story of Raven's Date. Yep. And that's all we got. And off we go yeah, to <laughs> Rachel, which Rachel She's just my favorite. Immediately she's, she's says There's that, nothing not to like about no. Rachel. She's so perfect. <laughs> and also all of them are wearing these really cute winter hats. I was yeah. like, God, like a, a winter Which were totally given to them. Oh yeah, because they were all matching. They <laughs> yeah. were all the same hat in different yeah. colors. <laughs> I was like, that was in your, like, gift yeah, bag, Nobra was right? packing yeah. a thick parka to go in The Bachelor when you only have a two-suitcase limit. Yeah, that's the thing. You need so to get 20 gowns they, in there. Do they allow—you think they allow them to, like, get winter coats I'm while sure they're I'm sure it was given route? to them. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, all that downtown during uh, hometown week. I'm sure they they're like, went stop shopping. Up. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just find the cutest parka. Or maybe it was just, like, given to them, get on a plane, you're going to Finland. But wow. I, something tells me they they didn't have that since night one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think you're I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and Rachel um, that's, meets Nick in these snowy snow covered woods. She was just like wandering the woods by herself, she living the Narnia. Narnia. Narnia oh, which dream. made me like her even more because <laughs> I compare things to Narnia. I was like, oh, I, I thought I was the only one that did that. It's such a good reference. <laughs> We all just, like, clutched our bosoms <laughs> as we discussed that in the studio. Um, I really enjoyed that Rachel was terrible at cross-country skiing. Yeah. It was very endearing. And frustrated. Yeah. yeah. I would have been very frustrated, too. Yeah. They're both people who like to point out how athletic they are, <laughs> and that came up a lot given how bad they were at cross-country skiing. But it isn't really, like— an athletic thing. It requires a lot of practice and coordination. It's not like the same as running fast or something like that, um, which is, you know, I wouldn't want to do either because I'm not athletic. Um, but Rachel kept falling down and it was just cute. They're so cute together. They are. Why did they ruin <laughs> this? And they have for such us? good chemistry. I know. I, know. Yeah. I was like, this is terrible. I like their pairing kind of best. And yeah. we know. Where it's going. So it's sort of, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I did, like, even though they are so lovely to watch together and they have such a good, they have such good chemistry and also just, like, the way she laughs at his jokes and vice versa. It's just really natural. I do find that, like, I did find I was really checked out just because yeah. I knew yeah. she was Bachelorette. It's like, okay. like Yeah, I was like, that was sweet, I, I, I could don't appreciate really it. have to yeah. pay that close attention because yeah. all the drama's gone. Well, especially when it's three hours and you're like... <laughs> Right, you're like, oh, God, we're only, we're only 20 minutes in here. Like, yeah. shit. Can we get to the stuff that matters? Yeah. Um, no, it was. it's hard for me to, to check out. Like, there's a part of me that is counterfactualizing it that's like, maybe he actually does pick Rachel, and this has all been an elaborate ruse, and they're in love, and they're having a baby. And then I'm like, Claire, calm down. That's not what's happening. <laughs> but they're just so cute. They go to a, a reindeer petting zoo. And she's she's talking to the reindeer, and she's like, "Hi, honey, have you seen Santa?" And I was like, "Stop it!" She offers. Stop. To call Did she Nick call him Donner? Did she? <laughs> I missed that. Or one of them. Which I, is I funny be because like, they were want... hanging out in a cabin that was something that the Donner party might have stayed in, <laughs> Don, making their disastrous. No, the Donner party. Oh. They were also cannibals. Oh. But they cannibalized each other while on the Oregon Trail because they got caught in a blizzard in the. All mountains. I know about the Oregon Trail is that you can ford the river. So. Um, here's the thing. I once did a 20-page research paper on cannibalism, so those factoids are going to keep cropping up. Oh, well. Yum. Yeah. So. You know how they got in a sleigh pulled by a reindeer and they, while they laid on reindeer pelts. Did anyone else notice yeah. that? Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, There's reindeer here to serve us in every way. <laughs> hey, cutie, we we're going to slaughter you for you. you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they have this awkward moment in the murder cabin where, um, 
she's opening up about how scared she still is. And he's like, I'm scared, too. It's the same. I understand. And it's it's just not the same. And then she says, you're rare and refreshing. You're different. And he's like, yeah, I might be white, but I'm still a minority. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, my oh God. God. I was just, I was it, like, was like, hey, it was painful. It was painful. It was painful. I still I have to admit I laughed. I'm sorry. Uh, she laughed. Yeah. Um, I, I just like it when he addresses it. the the race thing yeah. in like a casual yeah. manner instead of making it like so like, like now we sit down and have a race talk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he definitely it's apparent that he's not quite sure how to address it, but he doesn't want to not address it. So it comes out in these little like weird moments <laughs> that don't necessarily play well on TV, but I'm sure also that he wouldn't look back later and be like Wow, that's going to be the centerpiece of this date is this moment when I made that weird joke. <laughs> um, and then we get to the evening portion. Does anyone remember the evening portion of the date or were you guys um, taking he, a little nap? He asks Rachel, if you were to check your ego at the door, what would your heart say? Just like a, <laughs> and Quotable. it would say. Listen to your heart. <laughs> yeah. It would say she's falling in love with him. So, yeah. I mean – it's interesting how they always do that. Like, they get the person who's the most reticent to open up, and then, then they them. dump them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't have to do that. You have to imagine he knew that she was going home that week. I just think that's I would, interesting. I think yeah. so. I think he— But yeah. he does also have a history of getting people to open up and then being like, well, now that you've said it, it turns out I don't <laughs> feel like, the well, same I, way. I sat with that for a minute, yeah. and it doesn't land. That, that He's was, done that with several people. Yeah, I think yeah. this is That's like, how he figures out if he likes someone. This is like the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, I uh, need you on no. the hook first. Well, um, he he really doesn't like feeling as though he might be rejected. Yeah. Mm. He said that's a fear of his, and he says it again. He says, I like strong people. I like strong women, but I always like knowing where I stand. And so I feel I'm like sure he— she likes that, <laughs> He just quoted that like it was an actual serious quote. <laughs> Um, we take very detailed I've hung it on my wall. I've actually made some Etsy prints of it. Uh, and, yeah. Um, we, uh, we take very detailed notes because yeah. we're professionals. <laughs> um, but the moment when she tells him that is actually so cute because he says, oh, I'm falling for you too. Not the kind of thing that you say when you're about to dump someone because well, you have two other girlfriends. It was also just the kind of thing where if you Did hadn't— he say if I you, love you too? He, he said, said I'm, I'm falling, falling for you. you. Oh. And, and, and I they feel kind like, of, like, tussle on the couch. Oh, yeah, she starts giggling. I feel like if if we hadn't known that she was the Bachelorette, I would have thought she was going to final two. Oh, yeah. absolutely. 100%. And that's why I was st- once again annoyed by the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I feel like it really undercut our arc of emotional investment in Rachel because that's when you really get attached to someone mm-hmm. is wanting them to win and then seeing them get hurt. Yeah. And um, we already yeah. knew that was happening. I will say, though, that it made her not to jump ahead. I know we like to stay chronologically. But just the, her departure was less um, heart-wrenching because of that. Yeah. yeah, in a yeah. good way. It was. I no, ended I up finding it more fascinating to watch. now too. Yeah. Now that we're talking about Rachel, um, we can just jump into her the the goodbye. Claire, I can't tell if we're skipping Vanessa's date. <laughs> no, no, no. But we we'll get back to it. I mean, I also want to point out that when they woke up the next morning, she was wearing fleece hoodie pajamas. She was with wearing a penguin on onesie. I, they were, I tweeted at her. I was like, "Where did you get this?" I've I had several like requests. Yeah, yeah, to ID that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who cares about the dresses? I would like that one. But it's onesie. the thing, too, where if I wore that, I would look like an overgrown toddler, and she just looks, like— Ridiculously cute. Yeah. Like, hot. Like, how do you look yeah. hot in yeah. something She that, always looks hot, which yeah, is why she she's going to be a great— She's got great one, style. One of many reasons she she'll be yeah. she'll be able to that carry the show. Okay, anyway, we won't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, she's, no, she's She dresses well. She really does. Yeah. Her, um, her rose ceremony dresses. Perfect. Yeah, she looked yeah. great at the rose ceremony, um, and then— does not get the rose. I felt like that goodbye was like more emotionally pure and real than a lot of what we've seen on the show. Like that was real emotion. You could there tell were Nick tears was, falling off of his face. Yeah, you could tell that Before he was so he upset. Her yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. During yeah. their Terrible. conversation, he was just leaking. Yeah, like <laughs> all over the place. Like I saw tears like flying in different directions. Yeah. I was like, "What are you doing? You clearly are very emotionally invested in her." Well, okay, I said this to Claire earlier. I kind of feel like sometimes when Nick really, really respects a woman and he realizes that she's not going to be the final one standing, he'll send her home. So I don't 
like I, I felt sort of like with Christina that he like he knew Corinne wasn't going to be the final one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once he realized that with Christina, he didn't want to put her through the hometown. And I sort of felt I the same way I agree to an extent. Rachel. I do feel like if Corinne were not on this season at all, not even numbers wise, I think the Corinne hometown date was just for entertainment value yeah. and to meet Raquel and blah, 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 blah. And like obviously Christina, Christina didn't even make Final Four and she had the position in Women Tell All, not to Women Tell All, but of someone who made Final Four. Right. You yeah. know, she got the hot seat time, their, their connection, blah, blah, blah. Corinne's, Hot seat time was not even about that. Like I think Christina yeah. belonged in final four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, sorry, I agree. not in to our jump hearts. Ahead. She's in the final four. Yes. Um, also, just hearts. like it's so Where obvious what Nick's type is when you see all of his top women together. Like Raven and Vanessa are like flip sides of the same. Like brunette, long hair, like slender coin. Oh, that's interesting. And I hadn't thought of and that. Christina is too. And Corinne is such an outlier yeah. that like that always threw me. Um, so let's get back to v- Vanessa's date, yeah, where they take a lot of ice baths and have um, a lot of very intense conversations. Yeah, I I enjoyed this date. I can't tell whether you guys <laughs> liked this date or not. It was, tri- I mean, the thing is, I've always liked Vanessa, but and I've always liked her for Nick. Yes, but I'm starting to sense that they have these huge obstacles mm-hmm. and then their whole date becomes about the huge obstacles and it's hard to really invest in their romance because you're like this is a bad idea <laughs> why are they doing this you know Charlene does not agree <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree I, I see what you're saying I just think that it's very telling that they're already talking about the obstacles instead of like you know like they're still they're already talking about it like it's going life. to happen Right. No, yeah. I think that it's he definitely is the most invested in her. Yeah. Because he wants to have those conversations, but then when you have those conversations, it should like it still sets off alarm bells when the answer is I don't know how we're going to make this work. Yes, but I don't think that I like okay, the, when it comes to them being too similar or whatever, I feel like that's a different obstacle or I still don't even know I what that was. I don't even understand yeah, yeah. how they got there. He's I feel like, like maybe we're chopped, too similar. I feel like they had chopped up that conversation <laughs> yeah, a bit oddly. Weird, like yeah. it it went in this transition. I was like, "Wait, what are you similar about?" I don't Yeah, do we they're miss both something? strong personalities or whatever, but I don't yeah. I think that's a non-issue if you agree on most. No, the, the the thing that raised the red flags for me was that she seems to be very invested in going to lunch with her family every Sunday mm-hmm. and that family is in Montreal mm-hmm. and I just yeah. don't see Nick yeah. moving to Montreal I, I don't I don't know I mean you you're you're good friends with with Nick maybe that's a possibility it's it's life plan I, I, I was I was asked that by a friend and I was like well I don't I didn't really picture it but you know maybe and then I asked Aunt, boy Andy and he was like no <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation <laughs> I, I mean, that's yeah. just such a big a big lifestyle thing is to live near your partner's family and see them for most of the day every Sunday. Mm. That's huge. Like, I could not do that. And yeah, it's not that no. I don't like my fiancé's family. They're great. We that's even live large, pretty close to them. But commitment. that's a lot. That's, that's really – like, if he doesn't actively want that – and I think that's probably been a huge obstacle for her in relationships that she expects to stay so close to her family. Mm-hmm. I do think that is a pretty big demand on her part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're from different countries, different coasts, first yeah. of all. Like, he's living in L.A. It also makes me yeah. wonder if she just hasn't ever lived far from home. You know, like, some it, people go yeah. off to college. It seems and, like she might Like, I love – I'm very have. close with my family, but I – don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like oh, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's the habit of it. Right. And I wonder, like, if she, if they are both willing to compromise certain things, I think personality-wise, it's actually a, a good, good fit. Yeah. And I actually I totally think agree. that he really enjoys women who push back on him, who are strong, and he said this. And also, if you've just watched the show and seen his connections with Andy and Caitlin, like, he he likes sort of a bit of um, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he likes not totally being in the driver's seat. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. been very weird for him being in charge, and he was very comfortable being the guy who had to, like, please the woman who was calling the shots and go wherever she went with it. So he definitely is drawn to Vanessa's 
sense of like this is how our life is going to be and you can get on board or not I do like that about yeah. her yeah. no I think she's awesome yeah. and I, I she like both of them defies the stereotype here yes. of just you know it being a given that the winner will move to wherever he is or wherever he wants right. to go no I right. think with them it will be a it would have to be a real conversation mm-hmm. and we already know he's going to be in LA for Dancing with the Stars so that's big is she going to be willing to even part of the time live somewhere else I, she seems very sure of what she wants her life and to be. And she has a job. She loves her job. Cool and yeah. job. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I like really want them tough. to work, but it was like hard for me to watch this date because of all <laughs> the red And I decide that they should move to New York because it's like a, some sort of a well, compromise. And you can drive up to Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And you can totally do like entertainment type stuff in New York. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. you can literally hop in a car and drive up to Montreal. It's I, just like, yeah. It's a I, fun I went road to, trip I went to school in Montreal. I used to drive and come down to New York all the time on yeah. breaks. Yeah. Very easy. It is. Um, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Hop in that car straight up I-87 okay. to Quebec Route 15 and then you're there. Um, okay. So one thing that Vanessa said is um, that she's been wanting to meet someone like Nick who makes her feel like she's the only person who exists and the only person who's special. And this is the other thing that kind of has been niggling at me about Vanessa is that she's very invested in seeming different from the other women. And sometimes it can come across like a as a little bit. a room bit. full of brown bears. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it just comes across as a little, like... Like, she thinks that she's obviously better than them, and he should know. Like, that makes me a little, like— Oh, I don't know if I agree, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> you can disagree. No, I like this. This is a good I just feel like it's not that she thinks that about herself. It's that she wants it to be, like, that's how he sees her. That, I oh, can yeah. say that for myself. Like, I— because I feel yeah. the same but way. But it as is her. part of the show, though, too. Like she came on the show. She wants to feel like the only woman who exists in the world. That's not how it's going to be. She wants yeah. to feel like she's the only one who's special. Well, that's not how life is. Like other people <laughs> are going to be special. You're not special. She's clearly really struggling with the 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 format of the show. Yeah. Um, but although she, it is towards the end, and I would imagine that but she's he would been doing feel she's probably surprised this by thing. yeah, but she probably is also surprised by how far it's gone and like how invested she's become. Like when you go yeah. on the show, it's not like you really think you're gonna necessarily win. Like love. that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to really think you're gonna be the one. So I feel like that's how she is in relationships in real life, and it's applying itself in the situation where it doesn't yeah. really make sense. But she can't help that if that makes sense. We're going to take a quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll have more with Charlene Joint. Stay with us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. 
There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off, you're making a lunch, you're like dealing with some need that your children have, or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time. I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up. And it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am 
headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the podcast, Emma, have you checked out our news quiz on Google Home? I haven't. What is it? It's like a weekly quiz on Google Home where you can just check out how closely you've been following HuffPost's top stories, including the most important ones, the Bachelor stories. That actually sounds pretty cool. Um, potentially more fun than some of the group dates this season, like the the shoveling poopy one. Yeah, they should definitely do a trivia night instead. It's This is sort of like it. Can I see the quiz in action? Yeah, let's try this question. Welcome to the HuffPost headline quiz. Let's see how up-to-date you are on the news. Here's your first question. Which contestant threw up during her one-on-one date with Nick? Is it A. Corinne, B. Vanessa, C. Christina, D. Rachel? B. Vanessa. You got it. Wow. Remember when Vanessa threw up and Nick kissed her anyway? That's what we call true love, Claire. Romance at its best. So you're telling me there's a new quiz like this one every Friday? Yeah. If you have a Google Home, you should definitely try it out. You just say, OK, Google, talk to the Huffington Post and the quiz will start. That sounds pretty sweet. Now back to The Bachelor. I think I'm always a little suspicious of people who are like, I am the special one. Like, it's me. I'm the special one. It's like, well, we're all special. Uh, Speaking of special ones, I think it's time for us to move on to Women Tell All. A lot (laughs) Um, of women thought they were the most special. I'm not Special sure how I felt about the, lips, the rainbow of lipstick. Oh, my God. Well, Josephine, okay. Josephine and who goodbye, was Josephine. it? Elizabeth? <laughs> <We're sitting laughs> next goodbye, to Josephine. Other. Goodbye, Elizabeth. I couldn't. like Josephine and Elizabeth were both wearing so it's, much lipstick. And it happens and every like, season. A couple women who didn't get a lot of screen time mm-hmm. come on, like, ready to comment yeah, on everyone everything. else yeah. and everything. And yeah, When Elizabeth had, had commented on Taylor— she was like, I have a, you know, I went to school for yeah. psychology. She it's like, like, you weren't there. I don't want to yeah. dig, but you're basing this on what you saw on TV. Right. She was trying to comment on everyone. And then Josephine was like, I realize that I only get screen time if I talk about Corinne. So she yeah. just would jump in. In her defense. To yeah. to attack other women on behalf of yeah. Corinne. And I'm like, hey, Corinne can, it, can fight her <laughs> own battles. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, she's like steamrolling over every woman who has any conflict with her mm-hmm. and like I just I was so over it yeah I'll yeah. even <clears throat> it, I did feel like it sort of represented like the kind of people that would align themselves with Corinne yes. to that extent where they would be you know jumping in I understand Corinne mm-hmm. has friends and I understand yeah, that, I think but, genuinely most of the women actually mostly got along with yeah, each other overall yeah, exactly but you know even when like a clip of Taylor or just something else would be showing Josephine would like be rolling her eyes dramatically it's like yeah, tone on. it down yeah. like yes we'll probably see her on paradise i, have I to just, it's I so hope interesting not. like know, the, the the dynamic where a group of girls or like a, a tiny clique of girls will jump all over someone as bullying them because they weren't friendly enough whereas there it's like <sighs> If you really look at what bullying yeah, is, yeah. teaming up to, like, crap all over someone yeah. on television is much closer to what bullying actually is. Yeah. But it's whatever makes them unhappy is yeah. bullying. And that was really, like, fr- it, like the whole Corinne um, and Taylor back and forth boiled down to, like, Taylor being like, yeah, there are things I regret and, like, I'm here to, like, make amends. But I really wish Corinne would express a little bit of empathy for how, like, I've had to give up my practice mm. because of, like, right. the drama she caused with, with me. And Taylor, and Corinne being like, well, what about me? Oh, that drove me crazy. <laughs> be crazy. At every turn. And I hated it because in the last couple episodes, I was growing to really, you know, enjoy Corinne. I can appreciate—I yeah, really yeah. can appreciate her, and I think she's funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard for me to watch women 
being really mean to other women. Yeah. And I just – I found it really painful to watch. I felt like I could just also see how the social media response was going to be really brutal on Taylor. And it made me really, really sad. Yeah. yeah. It also killed me how you know Corinne thinks she won. Yeah. You know how, like, Taylor yeah. wanted the apology, <clears throat> and then somehow she ended up apologizing because she was a big person and was opening the door up to let's, you know, let's get the yeah. apologetic and, juices flowing. And, Corinne and then Corinne's just like, thank you. And then Chris Harrison moved on. Yeah. Which I was, I, I wish he would have. Well, the bar was just lowered more. so much. It's like, all you, we just need to get Corinne to acknowledge Taylor's like presence in a non-attacking way yeah. and she's she's incapable of that the best she can do is thank you and and they're like well good enough it for was, us yeah and it was Doesn't just not even love Corinne. can i just say too to sorry not to, i don't want to talk about corinne taylor the whole time but yeah. it really was the focal point of it women was, tell all unfortunately. you notice how when they brought taylor up to the hot seat they do the re, the video recap of the season they only showed taylor's bitchiest moments and not any of corinne's yeah, yeah. and I couldn't help but feel like that was the show picking sides. Oh, yeah. 100% it felt yeah. like there. And, and I felt like Chris Harrison was way harder on, on Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. It was all about what did you do making fun of the fact that she used the term emotional intelligence. Yeah. Also, over like, and over speaking again, yeah. about emotional intelligence as though, like, no one in the world would, would know, know what that, that means. means. <laughs> I'm like, what the And, hell? oh, my God. Yeah. And when Corinne's like, oh, I might not be the brightest crayon in the box, but I've never had anyone say they wouldn't be my friend because I wasn't intelligent enough. And Taylor's like, I didn't say that. And then she was like, yes, you did. That's clearly what you said. It's like, it's not. It's not <laughs> what yeah. she said. And and like uh, to, to to sit down and say like, facts. Oh, but it, <laughs> yeah, was, it, it was it was it was so, so alternative facts. <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> was so like. And Corinne saying, you know, I never talked bad about anyone in the house until you started it. Everyone laughed first of yeah. all. No one believes that, but it doesn't matter because the they think it's cute it. that yeah. she's being like that. Mm-hmm. But she's creating this alternative timeline. In reality, like. Taylor is never shown having an issue with her until Corinne repeatedly needles her, repeatedly gins up confrontations about the reinterruption, which <sighs> Corinne can't handle, even though she interrupts people all the time. Yeah. Corinne starts even, that even during the women tell all. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she was, was like, someone's talking. I don't know why was, someone's yeah, talking. After you she talked had interrupted like a million times. Yeah. It was so frustrating. It's like Taylor has <sighs> to behave like seven times better and still be the villain. Yeah. And it's it was and she was crying. Yeah. Like she was obviously really very emotional her. about it. Yeah. And there was no mercy. It just really broke my heart. And I feel like often women tell all is at least a, a time where all of the women, even if they're not going to be friends afterwards, they might yell at each other, yeah. but they take the time to be like, I'm really sorry if yeah. I if I hurt you. Yeah. And we can all kind of move feel on. that that was, was wrapped up and move on. Yeah. And that didn't happen, and I just found it so frustrating. And then they made it into a big joke. And Oh, all, yeah, and then she uh, brings out the cheesy pasta. And, and everyone cheers. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. like— and it's like that was a moment of levity. That was funny. But in the context of the fact that she's just spent the last 20 minutes really speaking down and yelling at another yeah. woman, it just felt very, it was very gross. off to me. It Especially, was yeah. And she didn't get she didn't give her apology. She was like, thank you. And then, oh, sorry. And then <laughs> they immediately cut to the Raquel thing, which, of course, makes her look really good. Yeah. Right. And then she brings out the cheesy pasta and, and everyone's cheering. Again, like, people have complained, understandably, that Raquel's used as, like, a gag during the season and she's a real person, et cetera. That's because of Corinne. Like, Corinne used her as a gag. Mm. Corinne would bring her up and be like, oh, my nanny would, like, make better pasta than yeah. this. That was Corinne's fault. Yeah. And then Corinne becomes the victim of yeah. it, of her own, like, selfish and according, words. And if, if, you know, we're to believe what she said at Women Tell All, then all that was a lie to some degree. Because mm-hmm. she said she couldn't, you know, she didn't do her own laundry, she couldn't clean a spoon. If this woman, you know, did come back into your life later and, you know, was not did not play the role of a, a nanny in your life, you know, that it doesn't add up. There, there's, yeah. And but then the she just came that, in and was like, I'm never making a bed again, I guess, because yeah, Raquel's yeah, here. What? Yeah. Right. No, look, she leaned into that character, and I don't—that's fine. You're allowed to do that. But then, yeah, to play this victim role to the point where Jasmine had to apologize for being confused that a grown woman had a nanny. It's like Jasmine didn't even shit-talk Corinne. No. She just expressed— She's clearly her friend, actually. Yeah, she's clearly her friend. She just expressed genuine confusion. Like, wait, you have a nanny— 
That seemed was completely not, legitimate yeah. to me. It wasn't even a mean moment, and yet somehow yeah. she's, apologizing. she's apologizing. Corinna's masterful at becoming the victim of And it of just her made me sad because truly, like, I wanted to leave the season liking Corinne, liking Taylor, yeah. feeling good about how yeah. all of them yeah. were funny and got along. And this left a really bad taste in my it mouth. Really mm-hmm. And it, in, like you said, like, I was really coming around with Corinne in the last few weeks, and that really— put her back down <laughs> like yeah, in my yeah. eyes like it was so frustrating it reminded me of earlier in the season yeah. yeah like she's I mean she has a lot of good qualities a lot of the women in the house really like her including some of the women I really respect but she's definitely the kind of girl who has had an easy life and when she's not getting her way doesn't feel the need to behave well anymore mm-hmm. and she's like well it's enough that I behave well when I'm getting what I want it's enough that I'm fun most of the time and yeah. that like entitles me to behave badly when I feel like it and that's really it was just really sad um, and then juxtaposed oddly with these really touching moments with like Christina and even Liz I yeah. loved Liz she to yeah, me yeah, was she like the great. MVP. Of the women tell all. She had her redemption moment. She did really well. Also, you could tell that a lot of the women in the house are really close with her, even though she was only there briefly and that she's like a real stabilizing force. I loved her little, like, go off about how women should be building each other up instead of tearing each other down. And you're like, oh, it makes complete, like, this is a mature adult woman. (laughs) She did the opposite of Corinne. Like, she did not play the victim at all when Mm -hmm. truly she could have based on what happened to her on the season. And yeah, she was totally moved on, was just so mature about it. She was really likable. Yeah. I was glad to see at least one person that I felt bad for this season have a a nice moment at Women Tell All. It also made me really hope that she's on Bachelor in Paradise because I felt like... That is where her best friend fell in love. Yeah. It it would honestly be... um, a good arc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but she'd have to take some time off from apparently building orphanages in third I know. She's also whatever. like a really great person, apparently. Yeah. We just didn't get to hear anything about her except for the fact that she, she like had sex, sex one time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Christina's moment I thought was really beautiful also. Yeah. I love her. And they, how they, Liz came through with that again. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, yeah. <clears throat> I really, Christina is just such a class act. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, just and they barely even got to talk to Christina because everyone just immediately started crying. Yeah, and like being like, "We love you." That like, really, well, that's the whole story of Christina. <laughs> I, I loved those moments. Yeah, it made me. The other thing that made me sad is that you know, obviously, um, I heard Kristen talking on on After Buzz's podcast that they filmed for five hours. Obviously, we only saw two, and then plus commercial breaks. But like, there were some women that played decently big roles in the season that we didn't even hear from. Like, we kept hearing Danielle from M. Danielle yeah. M. Um, Danielle L got one question with yeah. Nick, but basically wasn't there. Danielle M. Also, like, her hair looked great. Sh- her jumpsuit, jumpsuit was fantastic. Yeah, it like, was uh, and also Jamie was looking really awesome. Yeah, and she yeah. didn't even not didn't one line, not one word. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Lacey got God. prime time to be like, I feel like you talked to me about Josephine during our last five minutes together. And I was like, Lacey, literally, who are you? Like, she was like, did you friend zone me? I'm like, he did. Clearly he did. He didn't like you. Like, yes, he friend zoned you because he sent you home like very early. So it's frustrating that that made air when you know Danielle M probably said something at some point. And yet she tweeted something like, I was wondering, you know, I guess they turned my mic off. Like she was clearly like needling the show a little bit about She's like, yeah, you would have thought I, I wasn't on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dominique also gets time. I was just about to yeah. mention, I actually really liked Nick's answer to what she said. Yeah. She was like, I'm, you know, curious to know why you chose some women over, you know, like some women had your checklist of the things you were looking for. He was yeah. like, sometimes there's just an intangible, something yeah. you can't put your finger on. What do you want me to say? I it's mean, like, it's true. Like, it's very weird in a way to look at a guy and be like, I was trying to embody all the things that you want, <laughs> and yet you sent me home and I feel wronged. And it's like, well... You can't make him like you yeah. by just like she pulled out a little bit did, during her. Goodbye. He did a really good job. He was yeah. very yeah. He did nothing really wrong. No, actually. he was really kind to every woman who asked him a question. He said, "I, I understand." I he can. knows he almost snapped. Not, he didn't snap, but when Danielle L was really um, 
you know, like, I, you know, you put me up. on a two-on-one, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he was like, look, I made it to final <laughs> two twice and didn't get picked. It was really like a mic drop. Yeah. Really, but he's like, uh, like, you want to talk brutal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I would have been happy to have gone home sooner in both of those cases. Right. Yeah. Which and I'm sure was... is not totally true in retrospect, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <it all laughs> yeah. He's like, out. but it all worked out because <laughs> I'm on with Dancing with the Stars now and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and then we see uh, Rachel come out and talk about The Bachelorette and how much she learned from her time with Nick. And I'm so excited for her. Yeah. Her season's going to be so good. All the she's women love so her so much. She's so lovely. Like, she's yeah. so beautiful. And, yeah, and every people were standing cheering for her. Like, yeah. when was the last time we saw... I don't know. Maybe they always do that. But I felt like no, they really, really liked her. Yeah. liking her that much. I mean, yeah. no one has a bad word it to say It seems like every Rachel. single woman loves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really sweet. And I love that he's asking her this serious question about whether it's a big deal to her that she's the first uh, black franchise lead. (laughs) And she's like, yes. And then she immediately starts laughing. It's like, I'm sorry. I just saw the audience member in a shark costume. (laughs) I think she and Alexis are very good friends. Also, not enough Alexis last night. (sighs) She's so funny. We got to get her on this podcast for Rachel's season. Because she lives in Jersey. Yeah. Oh, she does. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think her one on thing that. was being like, Nick friends on me, and that was fine. Oh, that was so funny. She's like, yeah, I felt good about it. Yeah, she's she was like, like we... I was happy with where yeah. I stood. Yeah. <laughs> Got to travel the world for a little bit with yeah. my buddy Nick and all my gal pals. Um, yeah, so. And that broke the fourth wall, too. You know, she pretty much was like, yeah, we were never romantically interested yeah, in each other. Exactly. And that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Kristen. it put all the other girls that were complaining about being friend-zoned in their places, I felt like. Yeah. Especially the ones that didn't even have a friendship with Nick. They had, yeah, they didn't yeah. have they had nothing with Nick. Yeah. Did you friend-zone me when you rejected me right after we met? Well, <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I'd put no, it that we way. We even, didn't even get to that point. <laughs> yeah. I Let's not speak anymore, zoned yeah. you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that kind of puts a, a wrap on Women Tell All, which was grueling emotionally and physically. And I somehow we, we don't made it through. Know why it has to be two hours. Why? I don't know. I got to say, I didn't think it was that terrible Women Tell All. <laughs> I mean, not to, sorry, I know we're trying to wrap up here. I just felt like it had, you know, the elements. It had some redemption stories and it had the drama that didn't feel like forced by producer Although it was painful because it didn't feel forced by a producer. Like, yeah. yeah. I think that, that the drama was still... overshadowed it a bit for me because yeah. I felt so physically uncomfortable yeah. half the time. But now that I'm looking back, like, I loved the Liz moment. Yeah. yeah. I loved the Christina moments. Yeah. Um, it's just the Taylor Corinne stuff, like, literally made my heart race. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It made me so physically uncomfortable. Yeah. And that sort of it, just I would me. have absolutely stopped watching around that time. I would have been like, I just can't stand this. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's a shame that they had to focus on that so much, but um, this is The Bachelor. They never don't focus on drama when it's available, Mm -hmm. so that was inevitable. And now it's over. We're never going to talk about it again. (laughs) And next week we have the big finale, and I can't wait to find out. Whether that he Nick picks Vanessa is still with her. <laughs> Are they yeah, moving that, to Montreal? That's actually the the biggest question to me. I just don't. I don't. I don't see it with him ending up with Raven. Yeah, but they're just so knows? behind. Yeah. yeah, like the way he is with Vanessa. They're talking about where they're going to live, and with Raven, it's like I love you. Yeah, you know, which she said it, which Vanessa said in like week five. Yeah, yeah. It just I don't know. I I feel like they're building up all of the drama around Vanessa because they want us to be like. Is she gonna get the final rose? But like we all know. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's obvious. It's very obvious. Yeah. If they hadn't announced Rachel early, it would have been obvious when she went home, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like, okay, so it's definitely Vanessa because Rachel is the only person who seemed close. Yes. But I am yeah. excited to see I, I'm excited to see it play out. Um, yeah. and then I'm Honestly, just really excited to see the guys that they cast for Rachel's season. Same. I'm, like, ready to get into The Bachelorette, and I'm ready to make fun of dudes again. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want some real toxic dude drama this year. Just, like, some some really corrosive rivalries. It'll be fun. Um, someone not like Chad Ugh. as the oh, villain. No, no. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we will see you again <laughs> to talk about Rachel. If the world hasn't ended by then. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> it's all it's a legitimate theory. concern, actually. Yeah, yeah. After um, Nick gets his Canadian citizenship yeah. and yeah. hops over the border. I'm going to ask for Nick and Vanessa to adopt me. <laughs> 
And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now for Feminism Fails. This week we just have one, which is pretty much 85% of the Women Tell All episode, which was so nasty and catty, it was difficult to watch. We're just giving that a four for being one of the tell-alls in recent memory, most packed with girl-on-girl crime and general unpleasantness. With a few notable exceptions, thanks Liz. And now for our tweet of the week. This week, it comes from Dana Weiss at Possessionista. Nick, I'm proud to be an American. Me, I'll move to Canada. Same. Yeah, kind of sums it all up. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Charlene Joint, and of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, now is a great time to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating and review. We're also on Facebook, so please like us. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. Or you can always send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for the big finale. Want even more Bachelor stories in your life? Sign up for HuffPost's entertainment email for even more roses. More roses. More virtual roses. More most dramatic moments ever. Juicy celeb news, hilarious late night bits, uh, and also some award show coverage and more. Yeah, it's not all Bachelor out there, but a lot of it is. To subscribe, tap the image on the ACAST player, or if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go to bit.ly slash entnewsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash entnewsletter. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.